That's our lesson for tonight. Take a look outward and to those around you. Amen. This is what we're talking about today. Uh, now, we know that Jude had made mention of these certain men. Watch this. These certain men who crept in unaware and manipulated, watch this, some good Christian folks into believing one thing. Even, even when they have been in church all their life, somehow or another, they were persuaded to go a different way. So Jude now is telling us to now to have compassion on some. <laughs> Are you here with me? He says on some have compassion. Amen. Jew begins to tell us what we must do to those who have been influenced by these certain men. Why do we have to do it with compassion? Because we don't know how frail that the state of these who have been manipulated by these certain men, we don't know how fragile their faith is at this point. Stay here. That's why he says we need to make a distinction based on where they are coming from. Now, why is compassion important? Hey, Miss Hilly, hey, wife. Hey, man, Judah Praise, how are you? God bless you tonight. Um, we, we need to make a distinction. Watch this. Because there are some, if you read the verse, there are some who we can save. <laughs> that there are some we can pull out. But then there are others who are okay with staying where they are. What's up, cuz? I love you so much. There are some that, that's okay with being where they are. So, and because they're okay, we have to Make a distinction because there are some who are confused but need help. Amen. Have you ever been at home or doing something, you've been busy, and all of a sudden you get a phone call from a family member, and, and this family member begins to ask you questions about the Bible? And uh, and you know that this person had been in church all their life. You watch them go to church. You watch their mom and them go to church. You watch their granddad and them go to church. You watch the cousins, aunties, the whole house go to church. But all of a sudden, they start asking you questions. Why? Because somebody else done came in and began to sell them another pitch. Come on now. That somebody else done crept in and begin to unravel 
the faith and the foundation that they have been raised up on, now that they have out and they begin to think on themselves, they begin to see things themselves, they, they become now influenced by someone else because they feel as if they waver between one thing and another because of what's going on in the world. Many people are now um, second chancing or second thinking is God really real? And if he is real, why does he allow things to happen such as this? But you said, listen, we have to have compassion. We have to be able to make a solid distinction because there are some who want to be brought back but just don't know how to get back. <laughs> Y'all remember that story? Um, the little nursery rhyme about, I think it was Hansel and Gretel. Amen. They set out into a forest or whatever. And they, they used bread and broke off pieces to leave a trail. <laughs> so they'll be able to get back from where they started from. But as they were going, hear what I'm saying to you. Watch this. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a connected with the Holy Spirit. Check it out. And as they were going, watch this. The birds will come <laughs> and eat up the crumbs. Now, go back. Remember now. Let's go back to the sower and the seed. Remember the different types of ground. What did the Bible say? That the word sometimes fell on some stony ground. Where the birds came, you ain't saying them back to me, and ate up the word. As soon as they got it, it was gone. <laughs> and because it happened that way, Hansel and Gretel could not find their way back. What began to happen? They began to fall in all types of issues, trials and troubles and tribulations because they lost their way. And I need somebody to hear me. We got a lot of spiritual Hansel and Gretels. <laughs> Come on, help your boy. What's up, Pastor Lee? My brother, I love you, sir. We got a lot of spiritual Hansel and Gretels whose crumbs were ate up by the enemy. As soon as the word healing was dropped, the enemy came and ate up the word. Why? Because they got this sickness in their body. And it seemed like when they asked God to heal them, the word healing came to them. But as soon as the pain hit, the word was gone. Ate up the crumb. Lost their way. Now they have been subjected. You know the stories. Hansel and Gretel was subjected to anything. When the witch, the lady seemed like they was okay. They came in a house. Amen. And, and, and began to sit down. The lady had the pot going. And the pot was for them. And see what our Christian brothers and sisters don't know. When they're being led astray. That the enemy got a pot boiling for them. So that's why Jews said, have compassion. Because we don't know where they are exactly. We don't know what state of mind that they are in. Watch this. 
We need to make a distinction based on where they are coming from. Certainly, on some, have compassion. Some have compassion on some. In other words, there are only a few that need compassion. Watch this. And then there's another few that have to have some hard love. <laughs> but, 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 when we're using the word, because the word, the Bible says that the word is good for rebuking and correcting, right? But when we're using it, we have to use wisdom. Because you can't approach everybody the same way. Come on, talk back to me. My mother had five children. My mother and father had five children. Between her and my dad, five children. And all of us responded to discipline a different way. See? Had one brother that whoopers didn't bother him. <laughs> He'll take a whooping and then be like, all right, whatever. Whatever you got. My sister didn't like whoopings. So she did her best not to get a whooping. My other brother, every now and then he would get disciplined. He did his best to not be caught up, but because, watch this, and I'm going to get to it, but because he and his brother were twins sometimes, <laughs> his twin would get him in some trouble. Amen. My oldest brother was the challenger. He, he liked to challenge authority. And me, well, I looked like I was the chameleon. I did all of it. I, I challenged, I, I, I hung out, and, and you know. <laughs> but we all responded differently to discipline. And my mother couldn't approach me the same way she approached my oldest brother. Because he was on a different level. Come on, thank you, Holy Ghost. <clears throat> he was on a different level than me. Well, she could say something to the seven-year-old in a seven-year-old language. She couldn't say it to a four-year-old. Come on, talk back to me. Because she had to make sure that I understood what she was saying to me. And this is why we have to use wisdom when we're approaching people. Because we don't know where they are in their faith. And this is, can I say this too? And, and this is why you use wisdom. Because when somebody is being poured out of the faith, when somebody is being poured down the wayward path, this is not the time for you to say, uh-huh, I knew they was up to no good. Come on, you ain't saying nothing back to me. We're good at that, Christian brothers and friends. Uh, we're good at that, making sure that we let other folks know how this person who's supposed to be the pastor, how this person who's supposed to be the deacon, how this person who's supposed to be the praise and worship leader, how this person's supposed to be this and that, and look at him doing this, look at her doing this. You heard what she said to me. I told you she wasn't no first lady. I told you he wasn't no pastor. That ain't the time for you to try to get somebody straight. Jews said, would some use compassion? It's not their fault that they have been persuaded by the manipulation of certain men. They couldn't fight off the effect or the impact by the other smooth 
that moved them slowly away from their first love. It's not their fault. But we have to be sensitive <laughs> to the Holy Spirit so we can know, watch this, according to the, the commentary, so we can know when we should comfort, watch this now, and when we should rebuke. Check it out. Because sometimes in the rebuke we'll do comfort. <laughs> and in the comfort we'll do rebuking. And so this leads to a lot of people, watch this, leaving the church. Or can I say it this way? Leave your church and go to another church where they feel accepted. Come on, talk back to me. They go to another church where they feel the love of God. <laughs> Y'all ain't saying them back to your boy. Should nobody have to go join a 20,000 seat arena church to feel the love of God? Should no one have to go and sit in a 50,000 arena seat church to feel accepted? We have a responsibility to pour them back into the sheepfold. But we have to be sure we make the right distinction because some need compassion and others need rebuking. <laughs> but in both instances, you must be guided by the Holy Ghost. Because you want to do it your way. But Jews saying there's a way to do it. And it has to be done through the Holy Spirit. Watch this. So Christians should not abandon other Christians who have fell into the trap of a false teacher. Our job is to help them to come back. Come on, talk back to me. Our job is to help them to get out of the trap. Amen. It's not our job to leave them in the trap to die. Jews saying we got to go get them. One sheep, remember the story? If one sheep get lost, will you leave the 99 to go after the other? Yeah, you better. <laughs> the story, the lady lost the coin in the house. One coin. She went and found it. Took the house. Found the coin. Went around and told everybody. We have to be able, Jude said, to pull them out of the fight. Come on. Because, see, the enemy wants nothing more than to burn up the foundation that was built on the inside of you. But if we know somebody that has been poured in by these certain men, by these false teachers, by by men and or women who are teaching their own theology. It is our job, those of us who study 
to show ourselves approved, rightly dividing the word of God. See, this is why it is important for us, those of us, not just pastors, not just deacons, but those of us who call ourselves Christians, you are a leader without a pulpit. But you do, watch this, you do have a position. <laughs> oh, come on, talk back to your boy. You are a leader without a pulpit, but you have a position. What do you mean, Red? I'm talking about your grandmother, <laughs> your auntie, your uncle, your cousin, your friend. Come on, talk back to me. You may even work with children. You have a position in somebody's life where they're listening to you. And not only are they listening to you, they're watching you. And because they're watching and listening... They're waiting for you to help them. And it's our job to pull them out, not push them down. Come on, talk back to me. We can't do them like they did the man on the, on the road to coming down from the road from Jericho. We can't do them like that. We, we can't be the pastor and walk by if somebody asking for your help. We, we can't be the the, the deacon and walk by saying somebody needs your help. It's sad when the church can't help nobody. It's sad when the church can't do anything in the community. But then watch this. The Bible said that a Samaritan came. Somebody that wasn't even in the church. Why is it, and I'm, I got to get off, why is it that the church is always okay with somebody else doing something? You ain't saying them back to me. Why we got to wait on the mayor's office to clean up our community? Why we can't do it? <laughs> why we can't get out there and clean up some stuff? Why we can't pick up the pop bottles and, 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 and pack paper and, and sweep around folks' houses and homes and things like that? Why we can't get the church together and say, let's go on the 5600 block of uh, Marshfield and begin to sweep up for the neighbors? But why it always got to be somebody outside to do what the church needs to do? He says compassion. Watch this. Means watching over someone. Helping them with accountability. Meantime, watch over others as well as ourselves and give them such help as their various needs require by John Wesley. People need our help. And God needs our participation in helping them. See? And I know y'all don't want to hear it. But we do the grocery giveaway on Saturday because somebody needs it. It has nothing to do with notoriety. It has nothing to do with spotlighting. Y'all ain't saying nothing back to me. It has nothing to do with trying to get three, five hundred likes. It all 
got something to do with being a blessing to God's people. Compassion does not have a race, a creed, or a color. It's just compassion. And there are some who fell off that need compassion. But then there are others who are willfully moving that way, need rebuking. Come on, talk back to me. Need to be rebuked. They need to know that you are doing wrong. And because you are doing wrong, the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life. Some need to have that hard love. When my mother had to spank us, she spanked us. When we need comforting, she comforted us. Sometimes she did it both. After she rebuked us, she comforted us. But we have to be able to make the distinction. We have to be able to know who needs comforting and who needs rebuking. <laughs> Those who need comforting, nine times out of ten, are the ones who always come to you and ask you, what did you think about this? I heard that somebody told me this. What did you say? So, when we are going about our busy day, this outward look is important. Because Jews said, watch this, others saved with fear. This second group must be confronted more strongly, but in fear. Can I say it again? Not pacifying them, spanking them on the wrist. You got to let them know what you are doing. How you are doing it and the way you're doing it is wrong. But watch this. Not according to me, but according to the word of God. How you married and sleeping around, that's adultery. That's in the word. You got to be strong with some of them. Some of them just got to know you are wrong 100%. And you have to let them know what comes along with the sin. <laughs> Because they already in the frying pan. They already hot. But watch this. When we do it. Can I say it again? Whether it's comforting or rebuking. Watch this. Do not. Could I say. Let me take do not out. Let me take do not out. Please. Do it in compassion. Do it in compassion. Not in pride. Hmm. When the brother falls, don't you raise your nose up and say, uh-huh. <laughs> See? Don't you call up nobody and say, look, come here, let me show you. See? Don't you look at, don't you get on Facebook and get on there and start talking about, See? You ain't saying nothing back to me. Don't you go on Instagram and all this stuff and start talking about folks. That's not your job. That's not my job. Amen. That's whatever you feeling, whatever the, the emotion that's rising up, don't ever do it in pride. Because if you do it in pride, you're wasting your time. Never let your self-righteousness 
outweigh the righteousness of God. Because if you really be honest, can I say this? I ain't got but six more minutes. If somebody is caught doing something, that don't make you better than them. That just make them caught. <laughs> That's all that is. Because we all fall short. Come on. Come on, help me, big brother. We all fall short. That's it. We got to restore it. That's all Jude is saying. And this is why I keep telling you, the Bible always supports itself. <laughs> what was it? Uh, League Galatians 6 and 1? Ye which are spiritual must be the restorers. <laughs> Bear the infirmity of the weak. We have to help one another get better. Now I know what you're saying. Red, didn't you just say the other night that our growth is, is based on us? Yes! But this is why you must grow and develop so that you will not be persuaded and manipulated by some theology that don't have nothing to do with the word of God. There are so many people in this world who have been persuaded about who Jesus really is. There are millions of people that don't even acknowledge him as the son of God. In the place of being the ultimate sacrifice. They recognize him coming. They recognize him as the Messiah. They recognize him as the anointed one. But they don't recognize him in the place of him being Jesus the Christ. So many people. Just believe that he's, he was a great man, like an Elijah or Elisha, like a great Moses. But the Bible tells us explicitly that he was the only begotten son. His name was Jesus Christ. Called him wonderful. Come on. Marvelous counselor. So the outward look. Is important. It demonstrates. That we are not only concerned. With our own spiritual welfare. But we must be genuinely concerned. About others. Spiritual welfare. Those. Who are edging toward. Making a significant error in their lives. Those who are moving away from the word. Did not the Bible say there are going to be some who are not going to endure sound doctrine? Come on. The Bible keep on proving itself. And a lot of people watch this. And here's another thing. Here's another thing that, that moved people out of the word. Because a lot of people believe that the Bible is contradictory. <laughs> Y'all heard it before. There's a lot of people in the world believe that the Bible contradicts itself. But it doesn't. It supports itself. 
Whatever was said in the Old Testament is being said in the New Testament. Whatever's being said in Luke is being said in John. Whatever's being said in John is being said in Mark. Whatever's being said in Mark is being said in Acts. You look at the Bible. The Bible just supports itself. It recycles its own promises. And watch this. Here it is. You say, well, Rev, this don't sound like that. But see, here's the thing. I, I can say the sky is blue. And somebody else can and come behind me and say it in a whole different way. And then somebody else can come back and say it in a whole different way. But the, does that mean that they are contradicting what I say? No, they just say it a different way. And guess what? It all means the same thing. <laughs> come on, talk back to me. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Come on. Jesus said, I come that you might have life. And that you may have it abundantly. Not just spiritually. Yes, an abundant spiritual life. But also, Jesus said, remember the disciples said, man, we done gave up everything. He said, whatever you give up in this life, I'm going to return it hundredfold. Y'all ain't saying the back to me. The Bible does not contradict itself. So you have to make sure you take an outward look and be aware of the people who are around you so that those who are falling on a slippery scope don't take you with them. Instead, you pull them up to you. And those who are in the fire, you just got to pull them out. There's some that need some shoving, but some need some pulling. And God has given us this awesome opportunity to be for some what they have never found. And that's a keeper. We are our brothers and our sisters keepers. Amen. So take a look outward and take a look around you and see who needs your help. Amen.